0: Welcome to Executive Insights. I'm Dan Daly, the publisher, and today we're joined by a very good friend, Willow Shire. But Willow is not just a friend, she's a very experienced director in small companies and large companies and recently has been the chairman of the governance committee of a major Fortune 200 company. So we asked Willow to come join us today and discuss a subject that has been covered widely but is changing rapidly in the coming years going forward and the last couple of years looking back. And that is onboarding as it relates to new directors. Willow, let me toss the ball to you. And you're not restricted by the last couple of years, because I know you and I have talked back over the things. When did the composition and the recruitment and the requirements on the board really start to change? It wasn't two or three years ago. The change started earlier on.
1: There have been two significant changes over the last 20 years, and the first was in 2002 when Congress passed Sarbanes-Oxley, which codified the financial responsibilities of the board and required a lot more due diligence on the part of audit committees and the board as a whole. And
0: and we started to know each other.
1: And we did start to know each other.
0: Absolutely. Okay, so so Sarbanes-Oxley, yep. That was huge. Um, Yep.
1: And following on the heels of Sarbanes-Oxley, called SOX, Right. by boards. Right. Uh, following on the heels of that is the whole emphasis on active shareholders. All right. And active shareholders are requiring uh, due diligence in any number of areas from boards of directors. Now. now,
0: active shareholders could be a large shareholder like a hedge fund or a private equity firm or an institutional investor or a very noisy handful of small investors?
1: It can be almost Anybody. any investor okay, these right. days. And and I, I separate an active uh, shareholder yep. from an activist.
0: Oh, okay, fine. Um, uh, fine. An activist. That, that might be, spend a couple of right. seconds on that when you have a moment. Yeah. And,
1: an active shareholder is one who cares about some yep. issues. I mean, okay, it, it may be the profitability and revenue. Right. Uh, the issue may be corporate pay. The yep. issue might be environmental, but they care about it. Okay. They're not coming in to take over a board, they're not, they don't want to make significant changes. Or spin something off or something, right. But they want to be heard that this is important to them as an owner of the company. Okay, Okay. And they're active about it. Okay.
0: So, difference between an activist and an active shareholder. All right. So that that has come into play. What about some of the other things that have come into play, uh, not 20 years ago, but let's say in the last five plus years, quite a few changes have come in there that have changed the workday for the board member too. What are some of those?
1: Well. The, the fact that uh, both Sarbanes-Oxley and these active shareholders have required a lot more time from the board
0: okay, good point. Means,
1: that, yeah. means that people are not able to sit, directors are not able to sit on multiple boards anymore. Right. It was not uncommon to see a director sit on six, eight, even 10 boards wow. in the past. Wow. Um, but with the time required for mm-hmm. each uh, obligation, each director obligation, is doubled or tripled what it used to be 20 years ago. So directors can sit on fewer. The other thing that's changed is that it used to be a criteria um, of boards for new directors to either be a CEO or have big board experience.
0: I want to interrupt you a second, but hold that thought. I want to go back to serving on numbers of boards. So certain, certain companies uh, may have a policy that I'm not going to bring you on my board Uh, if you serve on any more than three or perhaps four boards. And uh, don't certain companies say to their CEO, uh, perhaps we don't want you serving on any Any. outside boards, but if you serve on any, it's one or two because I'm paying you a handsome salary and I don't expect you to spend all of your time on three or four boards. So we've got got a change in the company saying, we don't want directors who are serving on five or six boards. We're not going to get our piece of the action. And then the company who employs the CEO saying, well, I'm not so sure no. that we want you there. And, okay. and
1: many companies don't have their CEO sit on any boards. Any
0: boards. Okay. Their okay. own
1: board, their commitment to their yep. own board is yep. so time-consuming, yep. that's enough.
0: Well, I, I think you also mentioned uh, in, in another discussion we had that some of that comes down to let's say the senior vice president and the executive vice president that you've got a big job working here, we don't want you serving on any boards. So the conflict there is well, the executive vice president, the senior vice president is never gonna to train to be a director. Right. Because, uh, and I say, I don't really care about that. Yes. I, ca- I care about the job you're doing as my senior vice president yes. or executive. So there've there been changes as you highlighted here, tremendous changes in terms of time.
1: Right, and, and, and therefore your candidate pool any board looking for new directors, their right. their pool of candidates shrunk, and, and it's gone to negligible. Right. Right. If they're asking for right. a previous board experience, right. and they're asking for a CEO. Um, those people are Gonzo. not available. They're going to have to Gonzo. find a, define a different pool of candidates. And, and
0: now, now we, we can qualify that a bit. If you're a blue chip blue chip, you probably can get who you want. Okay, but 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 even that's not that's but but you get below that. I know, no, you you know it better than I do. You know it better than I do, but you look at some of these major uh, Fortune 100 companies, a lot of the same players on on some of them. All right, let's switch forward and say, okay, now this is, we're we're, we're 2001, we're 2000, uh, 2022, et cetera. Now there are new requirements coming in from a regulatory standpoint, from your activists uh, that are saying, we want to change the board, the composition of the board, uh, even if it could all be CEOs, that's not acceptable. And we are. what are some of the changes that are being required? California legislation, uh, Nasdaq, another one to change the board. What are some of those changes, and what are boards doing about meeting those challenges from a recruitment standpoint? Easy to say, tough to do. So let me toss you the ball on that one a bit. The
1: the, the big companies um, have been working toward a diverse board okay. for a long time. Right. Um, the companies that are having more difficulty with that our are, are mid-sized and smaller companies are okay. having more difficulty with diversifying their board and diversifying yeah. may yeah. mean it right. may mean age regional representation yeah. it isn't just nationality industry. or it's gender not, it's yeah. not just gender. we had that
0: we, we discussed that but I think right. that's a great point not, willow it, it everyone says diversity oh oh that's just this no diversity can be all of the things you just mentioned and that's an important thing for our listeners and viewers to understand that people toss that out and they don't really think enough about it diversity much more than one or two items okay right. I, I'm sorry I didn't drop you but and,
1: and it, it it just because you're looking for a diverse board doesn't mean you ever have to or should compromise would, on the would, quality of the candidate I,
0: I would agree I would uh, and, agree and
1: what is just not been appreciated is how many quality, qualified experienced candidates there are out there right. in other levels of an organization right. that may not be the CFO and the CEO Okay, but they are they are very well qualified. Division,
0: uh, division manager, division general manager, executive vice president for a couple of divisions. Okay, mm-hmm.
1: I mean people mm-hmm. argue about who said this, but um, I don't know who it was. But uh, it's mm-hmm. amazing what you see when you look.
0: <laughs> I um, like it.
1: I- it's amazing what's out there. I, if you I, just I like that look. a lot. <clears throat> I'll
0: steal that one if you don't mind. I'll attribute it to you if it's appropriate, but...
1: I think it was Yogi Bear.
0: Okay, all right, all right. And give it to me one more time so I got it in my memory chip. It's
1: amazing what you see when you look.
0: <clears throat> when you look. Okay, I like it. I like it very much. All right, so w- what you're saying is let's look at some of these other candidates. And I, I, I would basically agree with you, but the flip side of that is, all right, Someone is a division general manager and they, let's call them for want of a better they're a mini ceo they 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 do have p and and l responsibility respons- but they report up but but they're pretty knowledgeable i mean manufacturing might be reporting to them, marketing sales might be reporting they've got their own budget et cetera et cetera et etc and that person that person comes on the board but well they've never <laughs> served on a board right and and, and maybe they served on the lo- local y m c a board but they really haven't been on what I'd call a combat nonprofit board, let alone a for-profit board, but they come on. Let's talk about the challenges of uh, that person coming on board from a, an onboarding standpoint, but based on your experience, what are some of the whoops factors that can come with that thing? I mean, it is Harry, Betty, they're, they're great. They were a division general manager. I know them. I play golf with them all the time. They're, they're really terrific. They had a lot of responsibility. Have they ever served on a board? Well, no, they haven't. Will or Shia, put on the hat and tell me some of the whoops factors, some of the yellow flags, and how we solve some of these potential problems.
1: Well, the problem starts with the companies having an onboarding Procedure or process. Okay, all right. Um, because many do not have any. When they right. when they previously were recruiting CEOs yep. and people with prior board experience, it was not terribly relevant right. or important that they had onboarding processes. Right. Um, they may do a little bit about familiarity with this company,
0: personality fit, that um, type of thing.
1: Yeah. Um, but but very little formal onboarding, okay. but now that we are recruiting more and more first-time directors, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, onboarding becomes really critical, a good onboarding process, and, and I think most companies now offer an onboarding, which is an orientation to okay. the, ta- the tax department and the, the CFO and, and tours through the operations and those kinds of things, and that's what's considered onboarding. The problem is, it leaves out.
0: That, that, that really is focused entirely on you, the new director, understanding the what business. the company does in the business. Okay. That's right. It really told me a heck of a lot about being a director. Right. Okay.
1: And that's the part that many um, onboarding experiences <clears throat> miss. They just miss that part. Okay. They make an assumption that this is right. a very smart person, they'll figure it out. Um, and actually, it's like, um, having a fish to find water. I mean, it's around them all the time. They don't even notice it They don't even see it. Yeah, um, and so they don't think to to orient the new okay. director right. to to the culture and the atmosphere and the, Just the board culture.
0: All right, let, let, me, let, me, let me push on that point a bit. Okay uh, Give me I'll put a little bit of meat on on the term culture Culture. because I think it's critically important and uh, too often it's just a word then uh, if you could run down based on your experience some of the things that the board is responsible for that this new director that this new director has never been responsible for fiduciary that type of thing uh so just just you know let's talk a little bit about culture and then 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 some of the then some of the specifics you know what what is the difference between the reports you get uh, how do you handle them? How do you conduct yourself from an interpersonal standpoint at a meeting? Yeah. Well, I mean, this person is very polite. That's not what we're talking about. Okay.
1: Uh, and, and I think there are probably three different parts of okay. that. Okay. Mm-hmm. One is behavior in the boardroom. All right. Um, these people that are newly recruited right. um, have, are high achievers. They've accomplished wonderful sure. things. That's why, we, and, that's why we brought them on board. that's why we brought them on board. <laughs> right. And they're very excited to add value. Okay. They're very excited to show that the board made the right decision in selecting mm-hmm. them to, mm-hmm. to join mm-hmm. this okay. cadre right. of yep. of yep. very yep. important people. Good. And so they tend to immediately overshare. They want to contribute, uh, okay. and they sure. overshare sure, sure. about their past experiences, sure. right. which may or may not be terribly relevant.
0: Right. This is how we did it at my company. Right. And you're it saying it. all
1: the time you're saying
0: it's not relevant Betty or Bob. All the time. okay go
1: the other problem uh, that new directors often have and this is the biggest cause of failure in in my experience of new directors mm-hmm. is they come in thinking as managers yeah, yeah. and so they come in with solutions and right. um, requirements and they come in
0: reports and, and this is what I they need to come know in as, data and yeah as
1: managers. Right. Uh, managers right. who are going to tell the CEO what to do. Right, right. Um, and that is diametrically opposed right. of uh, to the to the role of a director.
0: I, I want to insert the word that you use a lot, and I couldn't agree with it more, listen.
1: Listen. Um, I, and I tell every new director, if you don't say a word in the first right. four or five meetings, right. and you listen, right. listen, and listen, you're doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. You're mm-hmm. doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. Um, learning the culture, learning to ask, I think the most, the, the most important skill for a director is the, the ability to ask an artful question. And it's not a question that's a gotcha.
0: Yeah, management.
1: yeah. It's never yeah. that.
0: Yeah, you had mentioned that earlier. The, the, it, this idea of, of the gotcha question has no place. No place. on at the board. No it, it may when you're a division general manager. No place. But not the at board. the board because you no. just alienate everybody.
1: Right. Everybody. Yeah. Um. But the but the question that really takes the whole discussion to a much deeper, more strategic level, a very thoughtful question that maybe we haven't we haven't discussed before. Mm-hmm. Those and those. Questions are the most important role that a board can okay. can, can use. Okay. It's a very important tool. Yeah,
0: how about the, the idea, I've been a division general manager, and I, I've made decisions. I know where the rubber hits the road. I've made decisions, and uh, I can make them. But, but a board really makes decisions. They make very important decisions regarding the strategic plan, CEO, but they make it more as a team.
1: Well, it's always as a team. It's probably the most democratic um, okay. unit, committee, organization.
0: So the division general manager company. has to understand this is a very different, um, well, not culture, but kind of ethos that we make decisions, okay, after we discuss them, we debate them, we challenge them, et cetera, but we make team decisions. It isn't just the chairman making the decision no. or the lead director. No. It doesn't work that way. No. So that's it. Willow, uh, and you, and yeah. you
1: want to keep – the discussion going until you have consensus right um that's the ideal it right. doesn't always happen yeah, right um there are some people who dissent in the right, end right but if you discuss something long enough and thoughtfully enough right. you should be able to reach a consensus that everybody says you know I can support this
0: mm-hmm. well um, in the last couple of minutes we have here let's talk about very uh, briefly because you've done it I know you've done it recognizing when you've got a problem okay what are some of the yellow or red flags that come up and what do you or who does something about that you just can't have this thing eat away at the board because you'll do damage to the board and you'll do it relatively quickly
1: you you can do damage to the board and it's also not good for the director who does not fit in got it Um, and there are two ways that you go about solving this right Um, it's it is good companies have feedback, provide feedback, right, right. provide director appraisals.
0: Yep.
1: Um, and they can be they can be confidential. There's any number of ways you can you can undertake this. Yep. But the director gets feedback that what he or she is doing is not helpful in these dimensions. Mm-hmm. Um, and then someone sits down with that director. <clears throat> it's often the head of corporate governance, it can yep. be the lead director, could be the chair, but somebody sits down and Goes over the feedback and says, Now, Dan, what do you want to do about this? Mm-hmm. Um, there are some things that need to change. What do you want to do about
0: mm-hmm. this? Tossing the ball back to me.
1: Yes. And yeah. and you can say, Well, I can learn these things. I should do these differently, da 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 da, da. Yeah. Or I've had a number of directors, not a small number of directors, say, You know, I'm not the right fit for this board. I will not stand for re election at the next annual meeting.
0: Two things. One." that can be positive, it also can be a way to solve a problem. I, I, I want to stop and come back uh, and continue our discussion a little further on there because I think there's an awful lot of directors and members of the board who have not recognized and have not uh, had to deal with that situation. So I'd like to deal, I'd like to you know kind of kick that one around a little bit more, how you solve that problem without injuring the person, uh, leaving them a bad taste, and the board. And also, from an onboarding standpoint, what are some of the components? Uh, I know we've touched a bit on mentor. Nice buzzword, but who, who is it? I mean, is it, is it? So let's stop. Let's stop there. And uh, we'll come back and, and uh, continue with this. So we appreciate your attention. Stay with us. And we'll be back shortly.